Welcome to Carolina True Crime, a podcast presented by WMBF News in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, where we take a deep dive into infamous crimes from the Carolinas, some with clear endings and others where mystery remains. director Ashley Talley and today I'm talking with our executive producer Jessica Sonardo Stevens about um, a crime that happened about a year ago coming up on a year ago Um, tell us about this we call it the food line murder but it involved a lot more than that yeah this was a crime spree that I think really for me personally you know, Food Lion is a place that people go to every day. Right. For people that don't know, it's a just grocery chain that yeah. is like a Kroger or a... ShopRite if you're from up north. Or Publix if you're from Florida. Yeah. Um, so that's where this whole timeline of events begins. Um, but it was just something that really put me on edge. And I'm sure the, the entire community as a whole was really nervous to do this, you know, daily thing to go grocery shopping to pick up, Right. Know, groceries. Everything, something you do every day that you don't think about yourself being in danger and all of a sudden right. it and, becomes um, as we'll explain for a long time, you know, there were there weren't arrests. So it was yeah. like was this a targeted so attack? Was there. it just a random thing? Yeah. Um so all right, so when did this happen? It started August or it happened August 15, 2018. Okay. Um five total crimes happened within just more than two hours and the crimes we also went across state lines for so from um, Ori County in South Carolina to parts of North Carolina, just okay. over the border. Um, several of those incidents were armed robberies at businesses, and one of those incidents cost a man his life, and that was at the Food Lion. All right, well, let's start at the beginning. What what happens? So the first incident was reported around 10.30 that night, August 15th, at the Food Lion in Longs on Highway 9. So this mm-hmm. is a rural part of northern Ori County. Um, they received a report of a carjacking and homicide. Oh, wow. So that's how the call came out. Yes. And when police got there, um, they already found, they found the victim inside of his car and it had been, it was still running Mm. when they found him with the gunshot wound inside the car. So before police arrived, they say that a man armed with a gun confronted a store employee in the parking lot. So this is 1030 at night. So, you know, they're, they're closed down for the night. They're probably getting ready to leave Mm -hmm. um, and demanded money or demanded the employee unlock the store. Because they wanted to get in there and get the safe or get the registers or whatever. Yeah, whatever. So at the same time, that one suspect confronted the employee. Two other armed men confronted the man who was sitting in his car in the parking lot. They say that when he tried to flee and get away from the suspects, they fired into the vehicle and killed him. So he was trying to get away. So they came up to him, presumably with guns drawn or something. He sees that, tries to get away, and they shoot at the car, which kills him. Kills him, yeah. And what do we know about him? So he was identified as 57-year-old Jerry Celentano. His wife worked at the Food Lion. Oh, no. And he was there to pick her up after her shift that night. Oh, so, so he's literally just there waiting for his wife, mm-hmm. probably like he does every shift for her. Yeah. Ah, oh, was she the one that was robbed, do we know, that they, that they confronted? We don't know, um, but I do know that, I think I believe that she was inside the store. Again, he's waiting to pick her up, and she heard the shots fired and when you know all of this was happening at one point she tried to go out to the car but you mm-hmm. know it's not safe so they right. had to try to keep her inside 
Um, and I remember when our anchor, Audrey Visk, interviewed her, I believe it was her, her parents, parents. Uh-huh. right after it happened, they said that he would pick her up every night because he wanted her to be safe. Oh. And that just, you know. That oh. Now, they were a married couple, but they were from somewhere else? I believe they were from up north. Okay. Yeah, and they were tired down here. So this was, you know, their golden, right. golden years, time to enjoy yeah. life and... She probably had this as a part-time job or, you know, maybe even Mm full-time, but, oh, okay. So what happens at this point? Do they get any money? We don't know at this point, um, but we do know that they stole, they steal a car, a Nissan Altima from the parking lot at gunpoint. So not the Celentano's car. No, this is a different car. A different car that somebody else was in the parking lot. Yeah, we don't know if it was an employee. At that time of night, it probably was an employee, not a customer, because they were closed already. Um, and then that Nissan Altima is then used in some of the other crimes. Okay. So now is, is it five people already that are involved or it's, it's one that robs the, the, tries to rob the woman and two others that shoot the guy. So, so, so far we're three. Three suspects. Okay. Yeah. There's five total incidents. Oh, oh got you. Got you. Okay. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. about 30 minutes after that food line incident, the suspects are believed to have robbed a motel in Loris. So Loris is just directly the next town or area next to Longs. Longs isn't a city, but it's just next to that part of Horry mm-hmm. County. Um, officials say that they were called to the Carolina Inn, which is, you know, a small motel on 701 North around 11 o'clock that night for an armed robbery. So just literally 30 minutes later. Yep. Um, this one was actually caught on surveillance video, and we, we have that video. We've watched it quite a bit. Only at this point, two of the suspects enter the motel, and they rob the employee who's there behind the desk at gunpoint. And all of this is visible on that video? Yes. And he kind of just, like, stands up and is like, you know, take... Oh, that's right. Know, I remember that now. And, yeah. Like, and, I'm not going to fight you. Right. Take what you need. And he is unharmed. Um, we spoke with the hotel manager of the Carolina in the day after the incident. And this is how he described the armed robbery. Just give up the money. You know, it's not worth, you know what I'm saying, taking your life over. So he did everything we asked him to do. He just gave him the re- well, the money out the register. That's when the other guy came in, took the money, and that's when they headed out and got in the car and left. And then after the Carolina Inn incident, um, it didn't take very, it took literally, it was literally minutes after that incident that the third incident occurred. Okay. And that was just on a street. And this was a crime of opportunity. This, this one. always is, I mean, not the, the murder is always uh, obviously the worst, but this one just really gets me. Mm-hmm. It was just a poor guy, right? Yes. Just Tell me what happened. Minutes after the Carolina Inn robbery. So this is at 11.03. Again, the Carolina Inn report was around 11 o'clock. So, so right minutes. down the street, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A man reported being robbed along Fox Bay Road. That is also in Morris. He was broken down on the side of the road when these suspects pull up to him he probably thinks they're trying to help him Mm -hmm. i mean you know it's 11 o'clock at night Um, and the victim told police that two men pulled up next to him so two men as opposed to three and they got out of the vehicle and demanded his wallet and phone were they still in that nissan as far as we know we think yeah it's not it wasn't specified in the report but okay the their the suspect description did match got you um, and when the victim refused to give them what they wanted, he said that they pointed a gun at him and then forcefully grabbed his phone and wallet, and then they just drove off. I think I would have been like, here you go, take it. What else do you want? Do you want my shirt? Mm-hmm. You know, Especially I mean, 
but but he had no idea that they had just killed somebody. Mm-hmm. Ugh, that's terrifying. Yeah. Um, and and, then, and just to go back to, Loris is a very small town. I mean, used to be probably a like tobacco farming town, mm-hmm. and things like this don't just don't yeah. happen very often. Mm-hmm. It's pretty a rural, more rural area. Yeah. Um, so then, those for those were the first three incidents, and those all occurred in Horry County in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Then at this point, the crime spree moved north, where two other incidents happened. Um, and again, so now the Fox Bay Road incident was 11:03. Go to 11:20, the Quick Mart in Chadburn, North Carolina, just over the border. Mm-hmm. Um, two suspects are seen. Two suspects are seen on video going into the store on surveillance video. Again, this is another incident caught on camera. Mm-hmm. And which we also have that video, right? Yes, and it's this one's a lot, a, a little scarier because there it looks like there's customers inside the store too at mm. this time. Um, and it's when they first walk into the store, it sounds like gunshots, but I think it's just it's just things falling because people are like scared, Got ya. you know, running into things. Um, and they walk into the store with their guns drawn, and there I think there's like three or four people in in the store, including an employee behind the counter. The employee who's behind the register kind of darts into a room in the back and kind of tries to hide. And then you see one of the other suspects kind of put two or three customers on the floor and like make them sit there while the other... One of the suspects does that? Like, a, like but at gunpoint mm-hmm. puts yes. these people on the mm-hmm. floor? Wow. And then the other suspect, meanwhile, is literally ripping the entire cash register off of the counter. Mm. Like doesn't, you know, just take the drawer. He, you see him rip the cords the and everything thing. off of the counter. Um, and then they they leave the store. We're, we were told that they got away with between seven and eight hundred dollars from that incident. Mm. But that wasn't the last one. Yeah, no, it wasn't. And I do want to note that in this case, in the Quick Mart armed robbery, it was <clears throat> clearly noted that the suspects were seen driving the Nissan Altima. Okay. So taken. So we know that line. they still have the they food line car. <laughs> and was it three of them at this point? There's only two suspects in the video. Okay. There, another one might be in the car. Right. Perhaps, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so then another incident, and this one I think kind of went a little more under the radar because it wasn't, it was, it's just a stolen vehicle mm-hmm. at this point, but it's still another incident that happened within minutes of this mm-hmm. other crazy crime spree. So the Quick Mart armed robbery happened at 1120. Then around 1140 that night, this is back in Horry County, so back in Loris, mm-hmm. um, it was reported that the suspect stole another vehicle from a different convenience store. Not carjacked, not with anybody right, in it. Was it was just, we were just told that it was stolen. Okay. Um, that vehicle was later recovered by police. So, you know, they've committed these crimes in one vehicle, probably trying to switch that out. Ditch for, it, because that's what, because they were seen in that vehicle. Mm-hmm. So what happens then? Are they immediately caught? So one of the suspects was arrested a short time later, I think maybe a week later, a few days later. Mm-hmm. His name is James Laverne Bellamy. So he's the first of three people to be captured by police in this case. He was arrested in Fairbluff, North Carolina. Just over the border. Yeah, by the U.S. Marshals. Oh. Um, he was arrested for murder, so that food line incident, Mm -hmm. three counts of kidnapping, two counts of armed robbery, two counts of possession of a weapon during a violent crime. Wow. And 
he was granted bond on those charges for armed robbery at the, the Quick Mart and all of those incidents, but he's still behind bars in North Carolina. He's still in North Carolina. He's yes. never been extradited back no, here. No, he is not. Um, and that's just kind of like a procedural thing because he's facing charges in North Carolina as well. That's right. They so, want him to go through that process first and then come down here. Yes. So wow. it's kind of like... You would think with the murder here, though, that they would... Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. So you looked into his background, Jessica, and this guy was no angel, right? He, he, was, he knew the system. Yeah. So his rap sheet goes back to 1988. Um, some of those, charges, those cases were in North Carolina, some of them in South Carolina. In North Carolina, some of his incidents were, include charges for common law robbery, there were several charges for armed or robbery with a dangerous weapon, reckless driving, obstructing justice, larceny, and receiving stolen goods. And the larceny and receiving stolen good cases were from 1988 and 1989, so, mm. you know, over 20 years ago. How old is this guy now? 50s or 60s? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I remember his mug shot. He has kind of grayish hair in part of yeah. his hair, right? Yes, he's older. He's the oldest of all of the suspects okay. involved. Um, but the case that stood out the most to, to myself um, was one of his more recent cases, in fact, from Horry County. Okay. He was released from jail just weeks before the August crime spree. Um, so he was behind bars. He was arrested on 18 charges for uh, on July 27th of 2018. So about a year before. Uh-huh. Uh, or a couple weeks before. Couple, yeah, sorry. A couple weeks before that August incident. Do we know how long he had been in jail at that point? Because how many did you say? 17 charges? 18. 18 charges. I mean, that's a ton. I don't care if it's petty larceny. Like, you'd think you would do quite a bit of time for 18 charges. Yeah, and so those charges stemmed from an armed robbery at a Dollar General oh. in 2016. Okay. Um, and that happened in Long's. So he was a frequent criminal of this entire area. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you live in Myrtle Beach or travel to Myrtle Beach, you've probably been through Chadburn and Longs because that's how you, in Loris, that's mm-hmm. 701 and 410 and 9, that's how you get up there. And that's just awful. I mean, these are very small towns where you don't think mm-hmm. of crimes like this happening. Yeah. And the incident that those charges were from in 2016, it was very similar to those August events. The manager of the Dollar General told police that two men with guns robbed the store before fleeing in a customer's vehicle. Mm. You know. So that's their MO. That's... Yes. And, and so if they happened in 2016 and he was out by July of 2018, he can have spent more than a year and a half in jail or right. so. That's um, insane. All but one of those charges was dismissed in that case because he agreed to plead guilty to one charge of strong arm robbery. So he was sentenced to time served, so he was released in July. Did we talk to Jimmy Richardson about this, our solicitor? Was this the case that Marissa sat down and talked to him about? This, and I did reach out to him on this one, and Mm -hmm. he said that um, because years had, so many, two years had passed since the incident. That's right. That it was hard for them to, there was little evidence against him. And didn't one of their witnesses no longer lived here or something? Yeah. So they thought it would be hard to win all of these. Exactly. So they had him plead a one. Mm -hmm. And some of the examples about, like, why it was hard, there was little evidence. He said that um, at the time, Bellamy was masked up, gloved up. There was no DNA. Uh, There was only witness statements about voice um, and face recognition. So I guess it wasn't caught on video. Um, And two years later, one of the witnesses had, yes, recanted, and was one was unavailable. So... They didn't really have a leg to stand on on those serious Got you. Okay. That makes a little more sense because at first when you hear that, you kind of get mad at the justice system that lets people cycle in and out of jail, Mm -hmm. but it's understandable from a prosecutor's point of view how, you know, 
you don't have a leg to stand on. You gotta, you want to get mm-hmm. them guilty on something. Yeah, and unfortunately, you know that helped him get out of jail in July, and then August rolls around, and he's you know back out on the streets, accused of doing these other horrible things, and then we... ends up back behind bars. And you probably don't know this, but do we know if there were drugs involved or no? We don't. Um, but the Longs, Loris area does have a history of gangs. Mm-hmm. Um, just maybe six months ago, less than a year ago, there was a huge bust. That's right. Uh, with people connected to the, some, I think, larger with the blood. gang. Yeah. Um, but you just you have to think about what like desperation drives people to do this, mm-hmm. right? For the most part, I would think. But maybe it's some cases less desperation and more that's like a way of life Life this guy's been doing this for decades yeah oh it's so scary okay keep going what what um that was one person arrested yeah so he was arrested last august shortly after the food line incident we went months and months and months without any update on the case Mm -hmm. and then more recently there were two arrests within i think maybe a week two Mm -hmm. weeks apart two other suspects were arrested um, so at the end of March, the second suspect, Stefan Miller, who's from Tabor City, which is just over the border in North Carolina, mm-hmm. he was Between arrested. Between Chadburn and Loris, mm-hmm. yeah. He was arrested for murder and possession of a weapon during a violent crime in connection to the food line incident. Okay. He was arrested in Tabor City also by the U.S. Marshals and was has since been extradited back to Horry County. Okay. Then, not long after his arrest, police also announced the arrest of the third suspect, 24-year-old Rodney Gore, and so he's from Morris, one of the areas that was involved mm-hmm. in this crime spree, mm-hmm. and he was arrested April 8th for accessory before the fact to a felony. Officials say witness statements placed him at the scene of the food lion incident. But none, not the others. The other ones, they just saw two people, right? So right now, we only know that these men are arrested and charged in connection to the food lion incident, not any of the crimes. But they haven't followed. been charged with anything else right, right. now. Not in any of the That's interesting. other ones that followed. Um, so how old is the other guy who's charged with murder, other than Bellamy? What's his name? Stefan Miller. Yeah. He, I believe he's only 22 years old. Wow. He's the youngest of them, and he actually did not have a prior record, at least in South Carolina. Oh, man. Yeah. So you have this one guy who's career criminal in his 50s or 60s, like been around, and then this kid who's never been yeah. in trouble before that we know of. He's 24, too, so... They're both very young. Um, And then going back to Rodney Gore, he's the one that was charged with accessory before the fact. People think, or police say, that he drove three people armed with guns to Food Lion. Which makes us think there's still somebody out there they're looking for. And if you think about it, did he drop them off and then leave, and then there's three other suspects, and then that's why they stole the car? Oh, because they didn't have a car because he would have dropped them off. Hmm, That's interesting. So is there a... A fourth suspect out there and then I always wonder did they find the fourth person and they're turning again state's yeah. evidence you know or something mm-hmm. um, going back to Bellamy the first suspect who was charged in the case so he was charged you know with the food lion and the um, convenience store robbery he's also we also learned that there are warrants out connecting him to the Fox Bay Road incident. The, so the one where the guy was broken down. Right, so he is expected to be charged with that incident as well, but because he's still being held in North Carolina, those warrants have not been served yet. You just have to wonder, like, how long is this justice process going to take, you know? I mean, we know how long it takes to get to trial, and you're going to go through that all in one state before you even start on the second state. Yeah, it seems like a very long process, but, I mean... 
innocent until proven guilty, but, you know, it's still keeping these people behind bars. Like, right, yeah. Since they're captured. But That's true. But it does draw things out, especially for the families. Yeah. Involved. And did you talk to some of the family recently? So we reached out to them for comment in this case. Um, I spoke with a family friend, mm-hmm. and, you know, she's kind of hesitant to talk again. Um, you know, it's been a year, but it's he says that it's still hard for them. They don't even drive by the food line. You know, they mm. live down the street. And she, I guess, I'm assuming she doesn't work there anymore because he said that she can't even pass the store every day. This like, was a friend of the family who yeah. also worked there. Um, I'm not sure that he worked there. No, that, okay. Um, the wife. Oh, okay. She can't even drive, like, she can't even drive past the store. So I'm saying she got it, got it, got it. Got it. I'm sorry. Anymore, you know? I'm sorry. So yeah. It really has changed their lives in more ways than one. Understandably. Mm-hmm. Um, so now going forward, um, we're just kind of waiting to see the the two suspects who were just arrested or were um, denied bond, so they're not okay. going anywhere. They're staying, and they're both in Ori right now. Mm-hmm. So the next thing we need to know is really when Bellamy's in court next, right? Because in North Carolina, you can check those dates in the future. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't do that here yeah. in South Carolina. Yeah. And then, um, kind of looking back at the background now for the Rodney Gore suspect again, the twenty four year old who was charged for accessory after the fact. He did have quite a few charges on his record, too. Mm -hmm. In 2013, in Horry County, he was charged with safe-cracking, burglary, grand larceny. Those were dismissed. In 2015, he also was charged with grand larceny, barrier stop for blue light. Those charges were also dismissed in March of 2018, just Mm -hmm. months before the food line murder. Mm -hmm. And then there's also several traffic um, citations on there as well on his record. So Mm -hmm. another one that you know, has a history in Horry County. And you said, I wonder if there are even more when he was a juvenile, because I think when you said the age, what he would have been, like 17 or 18, mm-hmm. so who knows what happened before yeah. that. Mm. And um, going back a little bit more about the victim, um, when we talked to them, the family, right after the incident, they talked to us about... Um, they told us that Jerry and their daughter, Doreen, who was the woman who worked there, they mm-hmm. were married for 29 years. Mm-hmm. They described him as someone who couldn't love Doreen enough. Also, um, he was a father and stepfather and friend to many. You know, just the fact that he would show up every night at work to pick her yeah. up shows how... says so much. Yeah, says so much about how much he loved her. Mm-hmm. Um, they also walked us through the night of the shooting through the eyes of their daughter and the moment they learned he lost his life and... They told us that Doreen called her mother to tell them that Jerry was dead and that he was still, they, she was still locked inside the food line for safety. Oh, so she knew it, even though she's in there. Can you imagine? You're so close. Mm-hmm. You're helpless. You're devastated mm-hmm. in shock. Mm. Yeah. The poor and family. She said that before calling, I'm getting goosebumps talking about this, but she said before, before calling her mother, she tried calling Jerry's phone, but he didn't mm. pick up. Um, and she was walking out of the store. She heard the commotion and then ran to her car. And so she did end up seeing him. Oh. Yeah. So How the horrible. last image of her husband was him sitting in that car after Being the suspects shot. did what they did to him. And she had to go back inside the store because she wasn't safe. Mm. That's um, so awful. Yeah. And they only lived in Longs for a year and a half before all this happened. They're from New Jersey, not New York. Okay. Um, yeah, and they were still living with Doreen's parents um, because they were building their own home here. Mm. Um, and they told us that Jerry just retired, and they had a lot of plans, as most couples do, you know, at that stage in their lives. Yeah. 
finally living the good life, right? right? Where they could relax and be together more after working all their lives. Mm-hmm. So sad. Well, I hope that um, justice comes sooner rather than later for the yeah. Salentanos. And possibly this fourth suspect, if there is one. Yeah. It seems like there, there may be, is also arrested in this. Thank you very much, Jessica. Of course. Thank you for listening to Carolina True Crime, a podcast presented by WMBF News. To learn more about the story you heard here and other mysteries and crimes from across the Carolinas, go to our website, wmbfnews.com.